Bitcoin to 12,000 US dollars. The Cardano hard fork is finally through and is ApeCoin staking coming soon. That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum. After talking to some interesting news, we will also discuss Solana, Cardano and some interesting stuff happening in the ApeCoin ecosystem as well. But first, let's get started with some news. We have here an interesting headline. Disney seeks corporate lawyer for emerging technologies and NFTs. So Disney, the Walt Disney Company, is actually expanding further into the area of metaverse and NFTs. And now they're looking specifically for a principal counsel who should be an experienced counsel in the area of corporate transactions, emerging technologies and NFTs. We've seen Disney expand into the area of NFTs, Web3 and Metaverse with various job descriptions, but this is a very high level position and it's going to be interesting to see who is going to fill that because in the area of Disney, you of course have a lot of licensing issues, a lot of issues in terms of digital rights versus physical rights. So it will be quite interesting to see what exactly Disney is building on. In my opinion, Disney is at the forefront when it comes to Web3 applications, specifically with their Disneyland and other movie applications as well. So it will be interesting to see what exactly will come out of this specific job description. We will continue with some interesting news. Last week I've talked about the idea that Du Quan, the former founder of Terra Luna that has now been defunct, is more or less on the hunt. He has, he's originally from South Korea, he's moved to Singapore, he's also moved the company to Singapore. The Singapore police force is saying that he's not in Singapore anymore, but South Korean police is actually looking for Du Quan. They have even asked the Interpol to issue a so-called red notice warrant to actually make sure that Du Quan will be held custody and even extra extradited to South Korea in the case of a charge. Now it will be interesting to see whether Du Quan will actually turn up. The red notice is now official. However, if you go to the Interpol site and you add the family name Quan, you can actually not see Du Quan's name anywhere with a red notice. And even in the article it says that both Du Quan and the Interpol have declined to comment or actually haven't commented yet. So it will be interesting to see whether the South Korean police was actually lying or whether a red notice issue has been um, given out. Now let's continue with some interesting Bitcoin news. We'll talk about Goldman Sachs strategist Sharon Bell. She's saying that Bitcoin could actually see the area of 12 to 13,000 in this bear market, of course, due to the Fed rate hike that we've experienced last week. 0.75 was the number. Some people expected around 100 basis points. They opted for 75. So it will be interesting to see, of course, whether on one side we will say see the changes and on the other side, whether the Fed will stay course with what they said. They said that towards the end of the year, they will be even stricter 
and 100 basis points is actually in the books right now. That of course means trouble for risk on assets such as Bitcoin. It looks very much so that not only Sharon Bell is thinking that 12,000 to 13,000 is a reality for Bitcoin, she's also looking at other traders and other traders, specifically the CME Bitcoin derivatives, as well as the options are looking very similar. If you look at, for example, the short positions and the long positions, you can see that in the last couple of days and weeks, the short positions have actually increased significantly. So a lot of people are currently short on the CME exchange. Very similar image on the options front. For example, we can see that around 12,000 is a very high interest when it comes to Bitcoin options. So a lot of people are currently short and are betting on the fact that Bitcoin will reach around the price area of 12,000. Now, if you've watched the crypto market talk in the last couple of weeks, you also know that I have drawn in a very interesting buy zone and we will jump into the chart right now. The buy zone that I've defined here came here a couple of weeks ago. So if we click on it, we can see around 12,800 to around 14.3 is an area of buy zone for me as well. So this essentially means that if the Bitcoin chart or the price would drop even further due to a Fed rate hike, maybe the worsening of the war, this could essentially be a very interesting buy zone. For now though, I do believe that the range is still intact right now. So we have this interesting range of around 17.6 up to 22,000 and you can trade this in the meantime. In the last couple of weeks since the war started, we have essentially had maybe three or four couple of weeks where you were able to range trade this range pretty easily and in my opinion this can be a quite profitable season for the range traders amongst us. Now let's look at Ethereum as well. Ethereum also quite interesting. One fact that came up last week is where are the Ethereum transactions essentially being taxed or regulated? This has been a discussion forever. In the US, a lot of people are scared that Ethereum might become a security. And this case, specifically this paragraph, was underlining that specific fact. For the context, Ian Bolina has been a crypto influencer since 2017 and has been promoting specific ICOs. Since then, the SEC is looking into his specific case and even opened a case against Ian Balina in the US where they are strictly saying that he is committing fraud by going against the SEC guidelines. Now, that is just one part of the story and a very specific story. But the other part, and in my opinion, even more important part, is this specific paragraph. At that point, their ETH contributions were validated by a network of nodes on the Ethereum blockchain. So talking about the general Ethereum blockchain, which are clustered more densely in the United States than in any other country. As a result, those transactions took place in the United States. Now, if we look at the different statistics, we can actually confirm that a lot of the nodes in the Ethereum blockchain are actually coming from the United States. Around 45, depending on the day, maybe 43, 44% of the Ethereum nodes are actually in the United States. That is true. 
However, of course, other parts geographically do matter as well. And now, since the change from proof of work to proof of stake, this ideally should increase as well. So the nodes should become more decentralized and the Ethereum blockchain should become more decentralized as a whole. This paragraph, though, is saying that the SEC is essentially going for the fact that they are saying the Ethereum transactions come from the US, Ethereum transactions are based in the US and the Ethereum blockchain is technically based in the US, which in theory doesn't make a lot of sense. In practical terms, they are of course arguing that the 45% of these nodes are essentially on US border, making it the network as a whole kind of on the US regulatory framework. So it will be really interesting to see what exactly is coming out of this specific case. Again, the crypto influencer case against the SEC is not really of interest for me, but this specific is quite interesting. Another quite interesting and funny uh, news headline was this is post merge Ethereum proof of stake a threat to Bitcoin's dominance is one headline. And then the other headline post merge ETH has become obsolete. Of course, talking about two different topics, but it just shows you that the news headlines from time to time are doing these weird um, variations of their title in order to gain more clicks. So if you read just the headlines, you have to make sure to look kind of behind the scenes. And that's what the crypto market talk is for. Essentially, what this discussion is going about is whether the Bitcoin dominant, which is still fairly high, is coming to an end due to the proof of stake Ethereum and that becoming more and more popular. The merge has gone through two weeks ago, was quite successful. It was quite the event and has had kind of an interesting four story as well. So in my opinion, this specific case could become reality. So Bitcoin's dominance should sink with time, but only if the entire altcoin and Ethereum network base will increase in popularity. Right now, this is not really the case. A lot of conservative traders are still sitting either in Bitcoin or Ethereum or in both or specifically in cash, but not uh, specifically in the altcoins and the altcoins usually define the Bitcoin dominance. In the second article, the post merge ETH has become obsolete. It is essentially talking about this form of liquid staking. So one of the most popular providers here is Lido Finance. 31% of all staked Ethereum are actually in Lido Finance. So that essentially means you pay in your Ethereum. Let's say you have one or two Ethereum and you get out one or two staked ETH instead. These staked ETH you can then use in a DeFi protocol or somewhere else or you can use them as a yield bearing asset. And that essentially would make the original Ethereum obsolete because the staked Ethereum now is more valuable because you can actually use it or you can generate yields with it. If you want to stake your traditional ETH, so you have to have 32 ETH, which is still a lot of money for a lot of people, and the yields are actually locked in some kind of way. So you pay in your 32 ETH, but you cannot get them out for quite some time. In the case of liquid staking, however, you can actually get staked ETH instead and use that then to actually use in a DeFi space, etc. A more interesting news story, in my opinion, however, is the massive dumping by Ethereum miners that punishes the Ethereum price. Specifically talking about this image right here that you can see here. So there has been a big, big drop when it came to Ethereum by the miners. 
you can actually see where the miners or when the miners are specifically selling so the headline does make sense and you can see that the miners are kind of expecting the ethereum price to drop or they have actually anticipated to get um, money through the hard fork so through the ethereum uh, pow hard fork and that essentially means that the dumping can now continue you have also experienced this in the last week where the price of ethereum has dropped as well because people wanted to get rid of their ethereum now that they have received the hard fork if you look at the chart you can see a very similar image so we have mentioned the fork happened around the 14 15 september and since then it has been dropping down in price however here as well range trade are potentially open and an interesting buy zone would here technically be between if we click on here 772 to up to a thousand you could even draw this a bit tighter and in my opinion the risk of ethereum dropping even lower than this is a bit lower than in case of bitcoin so i would say this could be quite an interesting buy zone if you zoom out however you can potentially also draw a second interesting buy zone in this area which is of course much much lower but we're talking about 500 to 700 us dollars so depending Depending on how conservative, how pessimistic towards the future you are, this might be two very interesting buy zones in the coming months in the case of Ethereum. Talking about potential Ethereum forks and alternatives, we also have, of course, to talk about Cardano. Fork, yeah, is the headline Cardano Vasil upgrade goes live. Now, we've talked about the Cardano hard fork for quite some time, Vasil as its title has been in the making for over the summer even a couple of months before that has been postponed many times they have even waited a bit to let the ethereum merge go through and then afterwards to actually uh, release all the thing so it is quite interesting to see that the vasil hard fork has been live for quite some time the price of cardano has reacted uh, positively we will talk about the chart in a couple of seconds vasil mainnet hard fork essentially means that it is more scalable more secure and more stable than it has been before now Cardano has released the idea of smart contracts about 9 to 10 months ago and since then NFTs and DeFi have slowly been ramping up in the ecosystem. Will be interesting to see whether the Vasil hard fork is actually bringing the changes, the positive changes that we've expected from Cardano for quite some time. Now looking at the chart we can see that thanks to this Vasil hard fork the chart is actually holding up. We can even zoom in here and we see that this specific line of around 43 cent is still holding up. In my opinion, the interesting buy zone though is still in the range of 29 to 37 cents. So I do believe that if Bitcoin will drop or if Bitcoin drops, that we could expect a price drop in the area of Cardano as well. So in the case of you wanting to trade this, this in my opinion is right now a very strong support line. However, Touching the support many, many times would essentially mean that it could potentially break as well. So make sure that you're ready for this specific case as well. Let's jump on to the Solana ecosystem. The Solana founder Anatoly Yakovenko is saying some interesting stuff regarding NFTs specifically saying that the coming NFT projects or the projects that are being built on right now 
could essentially spawn out the next Disney, the next Marvel, because they have the technology, they have the innovation, they have the momentum right now going for them. On the Mazari mainnet conference in New York, the Solana Labs CEO has mentioned that in the coming 20 years, he does expect the next very big brand in the area of franchising, in the area of kids movies, toys and all of these things. This could essentially mean the NFT projects that are going on right now he's even saying that nfts are the dominant breakout use case and that of course brings me also to the solana mobile phone which has been announced a couple of weeks ago you remember and solana wants to go mainstream with their technology i do believe that even in the case of solana with the fact that a lot of vcs so venture capitalists have invested into solana they need to make sure that the solana use case is actually there in my opinion Anatoly is right. NFTs will be a major kind of industry, as I've mentioned also with the Disney news story just earlier. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out in combination with the Solana ecosystem. Talking about the Solana ecosystem, Helium, which is another blockchain or another blockchain technology, is actually migrating its blockchain to Solana following a partnership. They have launched a governance proposal and we can see the final results 81.41% have voted for HIP70 which is essentially this specific vote saying should we move this blockchain to the Solana blockchain and only 18.59% were against it. Helium as a blockchain or as a technology is trying to build a decentralized mobile network so they are essentially basing their technology, of course, on scalability and on the fact that its coverage will be there over time. So very, very interesting result here and also some interesting development on the Solana chart. Very, very similar to the Cardano chart that we've just talked about. So there seems to be this support line that is still holding up if this should break in my opinion 21 us dollars is still quite interesting as a buy zone i do believe midterm to long term solana can become a very big player on the one side with the phone application on the other side with nfts and of course with some metaverse and gaming applications as well uh, let's jump onto apecoin as well Apecoin we've talked about kind of as the coin of the NFT ecosystem in the Yuga Labs universe with of course their most famous NFT collection Bored Ape Yacht Club. Now in this case their coin has actually increased in price thanks to some interesting developments on the staking side because specifically Horizon Labs has been working on a platform where you can stake your Apecoin receive rewards in form of Apecoin or others and that essentially caused the chart to jump as well. We can see it here in the last couple of weeks. We've seen some increase here and even here in the last couple of days, double digit increase thanks to ApeCoin staking. Now the staking is not live yet. It's still up for vote and it will still be developed. But I do believe that essentially if the ApeCoin staking will be live, it could become quite an interesting kind of development in the NFT metaverse and Web3 world. That was it from the crypto market talk this week. Make sure that you subscribe to not miss any interesting crypto and Web3 news. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel. I will see you on the next one. Have a good one.